today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top deck. Top deck. Top deck. The top deck podcast. I'll leave your brain stimulated. I'm that confident on pressure record, he reckons. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> anyway, we'll edit that out. Hey, how's your Whoops. day, mate? Um, yeah, pretty cruisy. Pretty cruisy. Bit of a different change. Yeah, shitty. Um, yeah, shitty weather, but it's good. It's good to see, you know. And um, even through the uh, Chrissy break, like heading north a lot, and um, it was just green, man. So you know, I welcome the rain. It's good. It's better than last year, man. We were on fire. So that's true. Very, very better. true. How was yours? Yeah, it was cruisy. Not too bad. Um, trying to juggle wet weather and indoors and outdoor painting. Can't paint in the rain, but no, unfortunately, doesn't work. Oh, you can, but doesn't end well. No, <laughs> no, I bet. But um, no, nah, going good, man. What a start to the year for me. I'm um. You've got all the stickers on the cars and everything's cruising along yeah, really that. well. So I'm making some good connection like I planned to. And um, yeah, can't complain, mate. It's all happening. Good start, good start. You just got to keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I like Back it. into this, it was good to be behind a mic last week. Like a message just within five minutes and said, fuck, that was good. It was, it <laughs> just was. Just that um, spiritual adrenaline coming out in me again and looking forward to this week. So yeah, And just talk, man. It's good just to fucking have a Conversation, yarn. Conversation, mate. So I was talking to someone in the car when I pulled up here and like, I could tell you just hadn't caught up for a while. Yeah. <laughs> discussing a lot well, of things that we, you would probably normally discuss like off air. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's about. Like, yeah. It's not just about, th- this stuff's for us as well. So no, exactly. I hadn't seen you for like over a month and a half and it was pretty crazy actually. Yeah, been so, a while. Hey, so. been a minute. It has. And saying that, we've got our first guest of 2021 on. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this one. Um, someone that I met um, just through the universe has brought us together and um, <clears> you know, happy to call him a brother today, um, Dean Bayless. How are you, mate? Yeah, brother. How are you? Good, bro. Welcome, welcome. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. The universe, eh? Yeah. Put us together. Yeah, well, it was, you know, just through... A mate that I was down the beach with and um, Dean come down to say hello and ha- hadn't met each other and sort of told him a little bit about my story and got to know him a little bit more and we've caught up a couple of times afterwards and um, it's been fucking awesome. It's someone that I know that I'm going to learn a lot off and, you know, I'm going to put a lot of time, like I said on the last podcast, I'm going to put a lot of time into making these connections this year. It's not just about business for me. It's just about growth and putting myself around the right people. And I believe that Dean's one of them people. So yeah, nice. yeah no, it's good. Out, it's a good outlook too, brother. Cause um, I, I feel that if you just focus on business um, and, and financial gain, um, it can, it can draw us down. But if we, if we be more uh, holistic in our thinking and, and connecting with people, that financial come, things come to us, you know, yeah. and opportunities and connections just keep growing. Yeah. So, um, mate, it was great that day we met and yeah. um, we've kept that connection going and um, similar interest. And, and you, you talk about um, connecting with community and what you do um, um, with your work and, and what you want to do this year. So, yeah, we've got, we've got similar interests, brother. So, yeah, it's been good. That's good, brother. We're at Blue Door. Blue Door. Blue yeah. Door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how it was know. our first date, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. our first date. It's everyone's date. first date. That's where it's funny you say that. It's the place to be, Yeah, it's funny. place to connect, yeah. It is. Like what I said in my gratitude today, um, like over 50, 60% of the people in my circle mm. I've known less than two years and it's all about quality not about quantity mm. and not about my friendships and relationships and the people I have in my life now I don't base it off how long I've known them for or I base it off the quality of time I spend with that person and yeah, yeah. you know used two followers and all the other followers that I have in my life are, are prime example of that yeah, yeah so. that's true brother you people coming in and out of your lives and and that's cool but um 
I think you just uh, cherish every moment that you have with those people and um, some of them are learnings and some of them are not. But um, I, I'm the same. So people coming in and out of your life and that's cool, but um, just cherish every second when they're there. Yeah. So it's good. No, for sure. So 100% of those 60% were yeah. met at Bloodall. Yeah, uh, yeah, majority. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon 98. Yeah, love it. So love it's it. it's just fucking vibe, but, you know, like I was down there Saturday morning having a chat with a few people and um, – yeah, just it's the energy, you know. It's that, pretty cool energy. Yeah, 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 you know, that people are just giving off and that whole place, you know, the beach, the sunrise. It's the ocean, man. That's mm. the energy. Yeah, it's the energy. It's the energy good. from the ocean just to track, you know, and Blue Door's a bonus that it's right next to the ocean. And yeah, it is. And it's just people, community connecting and, that, uh, you know, it's a prime spot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the same. So if I'm in the community doing stuff and I'm going back to, you know, office or something, I'll always go past the beaches, mm. you know, and just even have a look at it even if i'm driving past it just gives me that you know sense of um, mm. connection or, or grounding yeah so it centers me so yeah it's got that feel eh? it does it really does like even i feel like like when i used to run in the mornings from merriweather to streslecky i used to run and, and be all about the time where i've noticed now more i'm i'm running but i'm just looking out to the sea to the mm. ocean you know just admiring the sun slowly coming up and that sort of thing and just appreciating yeah. a lot more it's really fucking we nice, might have really. to get a gofundme page to buy him a bike right if he's running <laughs> nah i don't know how to ride a bike it has to have training wheels <laughs> <laughs> well i did that when i was what, training wheels yeah skydived on like sunday oh, I'd, when, I, when <laughs> you, we were, you look freak out in that initial one when you come well, when i was like yeah, I getting to a point where i was most vulnerable i was like all right so I'm sitting in a plane, I'm in control, I'm looking out the window thinking I'm going overseas somewhere. And then when I sl started sliding to the door, I was like, okay, I'm not in control here. And then I started shitting myself. And the closer I got to the door, I was like, fuck, it just full like, like I've got no control. But when I was out, like the euphoria, the, oh. that just hit me. I was just like, and I, all I could see was ocean and like fucking blue water and Swansea was looking mint. And I was just like, got a whole new like mindset instant i was just like what like what a fucking country like mm. what you know like i need to embrace this shit more i need to do stuff like this that makes me really humble and grateful for where i live and mm. and how i can live my life how were you for the rest of the day because i know when i was I crook actually yeah yeah i was um i think just the too much adrenaline and just like that and that just the whole experience i, I wasn't like for, for probably for a couple of hours i was just very unsettled in the gut like at the time i was buzzing hard and then after it i was, I was a little bit cruel yeah. for a couple of hours until i like found my feet again and then i was just like oh, it was i was high on adrenaline like all day when i jumped yeah it's only just talking to um because i mentioned one of the guys that come into work he um he jumps pretty regularly like he'll jump 10 12 times on a weekend and um yeah oh, i just loves it wow yeah and uh, i was talking to him i said oh one of my mates actually just jumped on yesterday i said um down at down at um blackie's there and i, and I said fuck because he goes oh it's been been nearly a month since i've jumped i need to get out there and i'm like oh it's been shit like just, fucking 10 years this yeah, year since wow. i jumped there How's like, that? Fuck, time flies man yeah. but yeah i still remember it and like I said to you last week, when I watched the DVD or anything, like my palms sweat. Like, <laughs> like, I know I survived, you but you know, like. You can't prepare yourself for it. Nah, and like, I was wild. like, oh yeah, people have told me. And I'm like, I won't prepare myself. And I was pretty relaxed until that moment. That Keith, you are you keen to jump again? I, I would yeah. jump again. Yeah. I would definitely jump again. Mm. Like there's no doubt about it. I would like to go to a different place now though. Yeah. Um, somewhere else. But I'd also like to go on the hot air balloons and stuff. I seen when I was working up the Hunter Valley the other day and it was like, 
maybe 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock as sunrise was coming up and they were like coming over the Hunter Valley and I was like, man, that looks amazing. Yeah. 22nd, going to do that next month. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. So should be good. How good is that? Yeah, it should be some fun. Some feedback. That'd yeah, be fun. I'll give you some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you done that? No, man, no, no. No? No, no, no. I like the ground. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I've got on, no wings, I've got no wings. Yeah, <laughs> on Friday we are at, um, at Elmer Vale Hotel having dinner with a few people from work and that and I said to one of the guys I said yeah I'm actually going to um do that next month and he goes oh he showed me a picture and he goes this was um two days ago this was my sister and and her boyfriend and they've landed and it's crashed over on the side and everything and everyone's just hanging on for a photo I was like oh thanks man yeah. <laughs> don't need that's to what I needed that. yeah just what I needed still be amazing whereabouts do you do that at Maitland Way um, the hot end balloons are at uh, Hunter Valley. Oh, Hunter Valley, yeah. Yeah, right up there. Yeah. But the yeah, skydiving was at Swansea, out Belmont Pelican. Yeah, heaps heaps good spot for it, man. Because like that that mob that runs it ran the one that I jumped at, which was up at Rutherford. Yeah, right. And then they closed that down and moved down here. So like oh, I just looked at grass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't look at too much. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with grass, but um, yeah, like the scenery. Yeah, view it was you top day had. for it. Yeah, oh, crack day. day for it. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Um. Give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where did you, you grow up, mate. Some um, um, grew up in Tamworth. I'm a Gamilaroi man in um, Tamworth, New South Wales. So grew up, uh, yeah, in Tamworth, um, and uh, it was not a bad, not a bad place to grow up. You know, great, a lot of friends, and we just hung out and um, every what the thing you go in the creek and go yabbing and all the stuff we did when we were kids. You know, yeah, stuff around your BMX bikes. You know, I thought I was a BMX bandit at one stage, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I just kick kick back and um, try to stay out of trouble. Um and yeah, played footy with the boys. How how was you as a kid? Um, I I wouldn't be friends with myself. Was I? Was, <laughs> no, I was a bit, like all kids, I think you yeah, know yeah. you get a bit troubled. Um, I grew. Up, I was the youngest of six, um, and we grew up in uh, like a, uh, what you'd call it was Cold Island, so it's a housing commission yeah, yeah. area, and um, yeah, pretty tough, pretty tough growing up. But that's life, you know. Um. You do the best you can, and then dad, the old man worked, and, and my mum worked in um, packing eggs, and and um, my dad worked in a factory. So, trying to provide for six kids, uh, pretty tough in the old days. But um, we did the best we could with what we had, and um, yeah, but I had a great lot of friends, and that's what we hung out and had some good times together. How was it growing up in a big family? It was like obviously um, it can be a double edged sword for people. It depends where. Yeah. I, I I can't speak from. I don't come from a, a massive family, but um, you know, you can either. I feel you could either be isolated mm. in that family, or you could have like a, a loving surrounding. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. So, big age gaps from the first three to the last three. So, and and how it was set up. You know, we had. Um, four girls two boys and and our parents thought it was a great idea to have two girls and one boy in each bedroom you know so um sort of segregated for my brother when we we're growing up but grew up with my sisters um and then later on uh, um, me and my brother become really close yep. in our teenage years yeah so yeah really really strange uh setup yeah two two girls in one uh and a boy in each room but you know small homes and you know housing mission housing mission houses and um yeah, disconnect because the older siblings, uh, as I was growing up, they've moved on and went and moved to Sydney and that. And um, so, uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a disconnect from that. It wasn't a uh, wasn't a Brady Bunch situation, put it that way. Yeah. yeah like How were the housing commissions like? Um, like when you were growing up? Because I grew up in the houses, mm. and um, 
like I reckon until I was maybe about 12, I think they were pretty good. You know what I mean? Like it was um, like... Yeah, I didn't, didn't know any different, did we? So no, it just, uh, no. It was good. It was good because we had my mates next door. We had my mates hop on your bike and just go hang out with your friends, you know. And, and you've we, got your own little street. Yeah, That's yeah, what I noticed yeah, yeah, so when I was growing up. So we just it was what it was what it was you know we didn't sit down we had, didn't have games to play yep. and um other than hop on your bike and and, and mm. um connecting with your mates and and we just I discussed with his friends now we uh, i think we get so used to um an instant gratification or someone needing a response mm. um and i'm i'm guilty of that myself but in the old days, we used to go around and see, you know, come out and see you brothers, and yeah. you went home, and I'd say, oh, well, just tell them I called around. Oh, they're, so you'd go around to their house. And <laughs> yeah, go looking there. for them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, go looking for them. You'd go down the river, if they're down the river, or they're around the pool, so. Yep. Yeah, knock on the doors, or they're not here. Go yeah, straight yeah. to like your cubby house or the yeah. local jumps that you're building. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. percent hang out, and then um, your day was full. Yeah. And you sort of kept out of trouble just hanging out and, and doing silly shit, building jumps yeah. in or, the park. And, yeah. Yeah. Or you'd have to ring. Oh, yeah. oh, hi, hi, Mr. Gardo. He's <laughs> smart home. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. He, 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 he coming in, you know. You yeah, know, that's right. Old dial phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off the phone. Pay so. phone. Yeah, or you cool. yell upstairs, stop listening, yeah. mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed it, eh? I, yeah. It wasn't until, like, yeah, like I was just saying, like 12, which would have been in 98 mm. that you started noticing people were moving out and it was getting rougher rougher people were moving in and it was just getting rougher different and rougher. connections now that in those places um, yeah oh yeah it was a really close group of of friends and 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 still friends with those people i grew up yep. with yeah. and still connected and i've got friends um you know 30 years that i'm still friends with from tamworth yep. and um and a couple of them live here in in um in newcastle and um some are still home we always connect but that mm. That vibe isn't the same anymore. Uh, Everybody looked after each other, and um, you'd go knock on someone's door, and no one broke in anyone's houses, and everyone looked after each other. Yeah. Um, it was just a vibe, you know. It was, um, it was just another community looking after community, Correct. Mob, mob looking yeah. after mob, you know. Yeah. Right. Mm. I think um, the drug ep- epidemic as well has a mm. lot to do with that. Um, yeah. Personally, there's no uh, drug problem without trauma problems. Yeah, yeah. that's no. right. So yeah, that's correct. Mm. It's um, like. It's, for communities nowadays, it's a lot of that, mm. you know, the wreckage of the places that they live, like you said, due to the trauma or, or drug use in that. That's why, like I was similar to Josh, I grew up until I was 20 in Housing Commission and mm. like I wouldn't have it any other way. I, um, I, loved I absolutely it. loved it. There was it, no other way, though, was there? Yeah. And, and I didn't right. notice it because it was normal yeah. and it wasn't a bad thing, you know. Um, yeah, I would have people crawling through your window in the middle of the night and knocking on your door for cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. My would be brawling on the front street <laughs> and your mum come out and bloody um, wooden spoons hitting them and, like, it was just how it was. But <laughs> it was how it was. No, there was no knives, there was no... But it was just fisticuffs and, and um, the next day you'd be playing again. But yeah. it was a different sort of mm-hmm. uh, upbringing than today. Yeah. But it was just a, a different connection. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it was pretty cool. I wouldn't pass it up. No, it's interesting when you talk about like drugs in the community. Like, um, there's uh, there's like this. They call them the Nimbin Thirty mm-hmm. up in Nimbin, and um, you know Nimbin's very renowned for for marijuana and all that. And um, so this this Nimbin Thirty was a group of young fellas that used to run the streets and sell all the weed and everything, you know. And and then the cops would come try and come into town and they'd block the streets. Um, you can read about it and they'd block the streets and push the coppers back out of town, this young group of people. Anyway, but when people would come in to bring the heavier drugs in like the ice or, or whatever, they'd just, 
this Nimbin 30, this group of young fellas would just, you know, bash them up and send them out of town. Anyway, there was, um, there was a guy that infiltrated them. It was a young fellow and over a year and a half got all their trust and everything and ended up, he was undercover and popped them all. So a lot of these Nimbin 30s all went off to jail and everything. Some, you know, got off pretty light. Others got a few years. And then as soon as they left, now it's flooded with ice, you know. Mm. Yeah, flooded with all this other bad stuff. And it's sending it downhill like it's a pretty, yeah, there's some rough spots there now. Mm. So, Yeah, yeah. And like you said, it's just a different vibe. It's not, um, you just can't trust your brothers anymore. Like I don't feel they've got the same connection that we had and the same um, feeling of trust yep. with, with the, their friends. Uh, um, yeah, so, which is sad. It's a, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Mm, it's a, what um what brought you to Newcastle? What, at what age? Um, mate, I moved I moved here um, two thousand six. Yeah. So I um, grew up in Tamworth. I was a tradie and um, doing pretty well. Um, I had a young family. We moved here to buy um, Donut King in Charlestown Square. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. So ended up buying a Donut King because I thought, oh, it's got to be a better way to make money. You know, huh. I want to. <laughs> this is how smart I am. I want to make money. Um, I want to make money when I'm not even working, really. <laughs> Fuck me, it wasn't I wrong. <laughs> I was there 24, you know, I was all there all the time yeah. and I was a bit of a um, culture shock for me because I was a tradie and I went next step to business and um, had not much retail experience other than um, being um, contracting to a shop and then, then being um, contracting to um, builders and stuff like that and having that relationship. But, um, yeah, it was a different experience in a growing one and I got um, – I was floundering, you know, like I – started and I thought oh this is too tough what have I done I've dragged my family here and starting to self-doubt and um I thought oh, I can't do this alone and because it's it's all about being able to delegate and, and um first of all you feel like you have to do everything and that's a, it's a um what I found in business and and in and, and as I grow if you can duplicate yourself and make yourself not needed that's when you can have growth mm. where people feel if um if someone else can do your role I'm no longer needed yep. and it's and that's a deficit well it's actually a strength because then you can keep developing up the chain so I um, got some business coaches in and um, lifestyle coaches so we sat down and talked about what success was for me got up a vision board and all the things and watched the secret and um they did some evaluations of my staff and and um off my business and um Within a week, we had 25% growth in sales. And from there, we just keep continuing and continuing. I bought another store and um, ended up with, at one time, the number one um, Donut King in Australia and the other one was number 10. So learn a lot from those experience about um, how to get the best experience for a customer. Uh, it's more, it, was, it wasn't about me. It was more, and I learned it's about the customer and how to provide the best experience possible for them um, was the goal, yeah? Not making money. So when you change that uh, thinking mindset, how can I make this the best experience um, for a customer? And and remembering um, at one time we were uh, we were, uh, serving a customer every forty five seconds. That was like so. That's trying to build a connection or make a, a good experience for a customer in forty five seconds is challenging. So uh, it took a lot of strategy and sitting with other people. And uh, what I learned from that experience was I couldn't do it alone. But some amazing people in this community that were in business. So I connected, started my networking. Um, skills and I sat with people and, and shared ideas and we shared um, resources and and, and um, then if I wanted an idea from a head office at Donut King instead of sending an email we'd fly up and book an appointment and it was face to face so I, I, I built that um, um, sort of capacity to sit with people face to face and negotiate to get better outcomes um, so that was a skill set that I learned and yeah from there it just kept growing and uh, just learning of other people 
Um, and I still do that today. I, like, I try to surround myself with people that are so much better at what um, I wanted to achieve. So, and I, I do that today. I've got some great mentors in um, uh, working suicide prevention and emotional well-being in Newcastle. And I surround myself with some amazing people. And I'm trying to continually learn. So um, I think that's what, instead of thinking, oh, I've bought a, a, a business and I'm, I'm the boss and then, man, I was struggling bad, mm. bad. And Enjoy was, the process. Yeah, right? so it's more the process, not mm. the destination. Yeah, 100%. Where I was focused on destination. And if you focus on destination, I, was not, I wasn't getting there. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, uh, I had a vision board and I had all these um, goals to set. And um, I hit every bloody goal, even to the car I, I wanted to drive, yeah. by changing the out um, my thinking process and was focusing more on the customer so not you, on myself or not on dollars do you believe at the start it was all ego based yeah of course until yeah yeah you you, but the thing is you go oh, i've bought a business i'm the yeah. boss and and it, oh, look it's, you, you don't think you're doing that because yeah. it's all ego driven yeah? yeah and most of the things we do is uh, ego driven if you try to let go of your ego and um not try to be right all the time and um i think you'll have less um anxiety in our lives but yeah. um, i just and they're willing to learn the, the um I, I do martial arts so it's what we call a white belt mentality so a learner mentality at all times so um i think that helps and um yeah so it was an amazing time and and it was good it's um it's interesting so i think sean your old boss um from sage painting he, you know the way he keeps growing and developing is through mentors mm. Mentors, and always mate. putting, yeah, having people that have gone through the experience that he's looking to try and build and go through, mm. or you know, people that have succeeded above him, and mm. always sort of put, be, be the lowest person in the room, as in you know, mm. business savvy or whatever, and just mm. learn from the people above you in that room. Yeah, it's like have, buying the shittest house in the best street. Yeah. So um, for me, a mentor. So people have an ideal of a mentor is has to be the most successful person or the old, this old guy, the old wise. But I find mentors at any age or any um, because i go oh they've got something you know and even um i've got some great girl, uh, mentors that are female and not a female matters but they're younger than me but they've got different connections to culture and i go wow at such a young age it's so connected yeah um and then their identity is so strong like, wow that's mm. such a, a process that begins so early or have someone's uh, helped build that for them and i said wow that's amazing so i, I go to people like that and I, I try to learn and um doesn't matter age gender uh whatever it is background uh, mentors can be anyone and i have lots of them mm. and i tell them too I, I'm, I'm very open about um my expression of if i feel that you uh empower my life and, and add value i'll tell you all the time yep and um as many i have many mentors and i and i contact them constantly about if, if i have an idea now so when i was uh, first in business if I had an idea, it was my idea and no one else had input um, and it become very lonely and scary because I was making all decisions. If something failed, it's my fault. Now, if I have an um, idea, I'd love to bounce it off other people's. Um, it's like a consultation for me um, and get some input and, and then some feedback and you say, no, that's a bit shit. And go, oh, okay, cool. Um, why? And then they go, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yep. So um, – Get growth for, by mm. just bouncing ideas. So if I, even if it's a simple thing, oh, what do you think about this font on 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 a, on on a, a spreadsheet a, or whatever? Spreadsheet, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that looks shit. Oh, do and oh, wow, that is so much better. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So 
simple things, but I, I think the value is now um, always asking other people's opinions and, and, and um, it takes the pressure off me to, to think I have to be right all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Because um, I'm not all right all the time. And, when I'm, and then it just makes me feel shit about myself when I keep making mistakes. Mm. Um, I get more growth by learning of other people and then that gives me my own flavour because I take little bits of everyone yeah. and I develop my own self. People, people come in from different angles and think outside the box Man. over on the left side and others think outside the box over on the right yeah. side. So you got to, And you've got to think like Elon Musk, you know, he's got Tesla, he's got SpaceX. Mm. Like SpaceX crashed so many times before it actually took off and it's not like Elon Musk was the actual person that developed that whole thing. You know, he's mm. got a brilliant set of minds behind him helping him produce what he's producing he's just the face yeah so and the money takes the village they say so um yeah i surround myself with some amazing people and and they keep continually evolving and more people come in and you sit and sit with them and you go oh this guy's amazing well you know not guy anyone and um yeah so it's cool so i keep that coming all the things that you learn in that process of like the getting your first business and stuff mm. like that um how have you implemented that into your life do you believe it's been crucial to where you are now yes so um those um i now okay so if i want to go for another role if i want to make an, another decision about um business or whatever i used to just do it on my own now i consult family and ask how that that would impact them um I'm very mindful of um, what the impacts will be on our relationships, uh, time spent, um, my moods, because um, I've got to be very mindful of that, and um, who and how those moods are um, perceived or, or um, taken, because sometimes you don't acknowledge the emotions that you have and how, how you're expressing them or projecting them. So, yeah, so uh, I use it in everyday life and, and that add value to a customer um, that goes in everywhere. So add value to friendships. Mm. Um, um, it's got to be uh, congruent. Um, a lot of people, I use that term and they hate it. So, But you've got to have um, equal relationships have got to be balanced and they're not always 50-50. They can be 90-10 and 70-30, whatever. But they've still got to be, everybody's got to get something from it, you know, and um, you fill my cup and if your cup's empty and, uh, you know, you need something, yeah. even if it's just sitting with you, I don't have to give advice. It's shit, it's just being with people. or um, You get vibes and sometimes I just... Talk with people, and I leave just full, so full, you know, and and ready to just go again. So um, some people would like that too. You just keep going. Well, I ask that question because um, mm. you've had a lot to do with suicide prevention. Mm, yeah. Um, sort of how I stumbled across meeting you and stuff yeah, like that, and yeah. um, so I wanted to sort of touch on that a little bit, and that's why I wanted to get a bit of a background story and see mm. if stages of your life have keep you know taking you to this point to move into that sort of area yeah so um if we think about suicide and 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 the question is oh suicide impacts your life so and um i first um suicide impacted my life at age about 15 um i come across someone who who died by suicide in the community in my community in tamworth um and that was a bit horrific because um i've run up and um grabbed them and and tried to sort of help them and i've Gosh, I understood he was dead and back then there was no mobile so I flagged over a taxi and then taxi then called the police and then the police, I've got to go do um, interviews up the police station and, and, and had a, a child that age, all those traumatic things um, are quite, um, you know, you don't understand the time those impacts. And then from there I had um, two mates um, through rugby league die by suicide and an uncle um, die by suicide. So, and... Um, uh, 2000 and I think it was 11 
I was um, attacked. I had a, a it was a violent incident. And I was attacked in the community by someone who had a suicide attempt um, within a, within that last week, and he got out of hospital and um, he attacked me. And, and from there, I had um, a lot of traumatic. I had PTSD and some complex PTSD and agoraphobia. I couldn't leave the home, and I had um, two suicide attempts of my own um, within that time frame. So. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I've had some impacts of suicide within my life, and um, even within my own um, family um, and children, I've uh, had um, some suicidal crises. So it continues to um, impact anyone and at any time. So we've got to be mindful of that, and 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 what is contributing to that, and what is causing people to um, um, feel that they just can't um, cope, or they need some respite from from life um, at the moment. I don't know if I wanted to die, but I just couldn't. Uh, I just couldn't. Um, needed some respite. I needed to, um, just some rest, um, just to check out. Yeah. yeah, that's um, yeah, like heavy, heavy stuff. Like to be able to wit- witness. <laughs> yeah, that. So, so from there, I, I went to a treatment center. I, I finally, um, after years and years of um, going to um, Western model um, psychology twice a week and a psychiatrist once a week. Um, and GPs and uh, uh, constant panic attacks. I, if I'd go to, um, uh, I couldn't sit in a waiting room. I'd have a panic attack to the f- to uh, physically. I'd be on the ground and thinking I was going to have a heart attack. And then they'd usher me out and get me home, and I'd go straight to bed. Um, week later, I'd get me out. Uh, panic attacks. So it's constant, constant, constant medications. And um, <clears throat> and enough was enough. I was. My family was breaking down. My relationship with my wife was breaking down, and we'd separated. And um, She's, we started looking at some treatment options, and a lot of them are um, Western model treatment options. Um, you know, uh, hospital-based care, and um, you know, three weeks in, in clinical-based settings. And and she stumbled across this one um, called Nunkery. And Nunkery is um, uh, Aboriginal word for healers. They're healers. So Nunkery um, was a treatment centre at Byron Bay. So it was a six weeks model um, on on country, and it was only like three. Uh, it was only six people at a time could attend and it wasn't clinic I wasn't a hospital based they were like rooms and um but it was all holistic stuff so it was like equine therapy art therapy um music therapy body works uh yoga go to the beach every day connect with country um do group therapies and individual therapies um for six weeks straight um and with the goal to get off your medications for six weeks and I thought that's ridiculous and it's no chance. I've been on them for so long, and I can't cope without medication. So, went up there, and because um, I was ready to submit to healing, um, I had no other options. I um, mean, everything was going. I, I, I uh, from that attack, I lost my businesses, I lost my homes, um, financially bankrupt. Um, and so it was. Uh, time to look within and submit to um, other people for help and just submit just submit and say I, I can't do this and just guide me I needed guidance yeah so it was good do you do you believe that we're sitting here now vulnerable and in the position you are now that that place was a Safe, turn saved my life yeah yeah so um six weeks and it seemed like a, a lifetime so there's strict rules you know i i went up there it's funny so i, I put this um 
uh, applied online and I got a phone call from the director, the clinical director, and we had a talk about it. He goes, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll get you up here. I'll have a spot within two weeks. And then I'm, fuck, two weeks is a long time when you're, when you're struggling. So, um, But in reality, to get into a, a treatment centre like that in two weeks was uh, um, not long. So uh, two weeks, I flew up and, like, and remembering I couldn't even leave the house at this stage. So I, my family, my wife and my daughter drove me to Sydney and uh, put me on a plane and, and um, after the treatment we talked and they, and they said they, they didn't believe I'd hop on the plane that day. They just said, well, he's going to turn around and just hop in the car and drive home because it's not going to happen. And they couldn't believe I checked through the gates and waved at him and kept walking. And they just went, holy, sh- holy shit, he's... And he's actually done this, and I hopped on the plane and, and I hopped up there. And um, there was the clinical advo- the clinical um, leader um, met me on his day off um, in the airport at Byron Bay, and he had the uh, iPad with uh, Bayless on it. And um, he come and that's the sort of care it was, personal care. On his day off, he came himself. The guy that I spoke to on the phone, the guy that I trusted, mm. he made an effort to come in to ensure that it was a warm transition and, and, and I was safe um, and, did, and did my intake um, that day. So I remember it clearly, clear as a bell. So I've gone, I, mean, I, I didn't like to leave the room, so I've gone straight to the room and, and I, I had these stipulations because I thought I was in control, you see. Because that's the problem when, um, when you have trauma, um, you get to manipulate people to um, make your world safer. And I used to like, put all these demands and people, I didn't like men, Men, I couldn't have them in my home, and I had poor relationships with men, and um, and I couldn't leave the room, and everything. I was making my world smaller and um, unsafe, and my family had to mould to what to make me safe, and, and it was and it was just putting such a big impact on them, and 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 in the end, it's just enabling behaviours, but they don't know that they're just trying to keep me safe, and. Um, so I put these demands on. I've got to have my own room. I hate being with man. Yeah, yeah, of course, Dan. You'll have your own room. Yeah, of course, yes, Dan. I get there and there's fucking two beds in the room and there's fucking a guy in there. <laughs> I said, no, no, I can't be. And he goes, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, we'll get your room later. Uh, just and this, my exposure therapy started as yep. soon as I got there. Unconsciously, yeah. they're yeah. exposing me to reintroduce me, re help me have a positive relationship with men again. Um, and um, I had some good role models in there. Um, to help me to try to be a, a good man again. So um, it was a learning from day one. And, and I remember just staying in my room and, and dinner and um, the kindness from the people in trauma um, that were just there trying to heal was just overpowering. Like uh, uh, we couldn't, it was all organic food, it was all um, vegetarian based. We had protein, small amounts of protein. We had, couldn't have sugars, we couldn't have media. We could only have our phone um, once a week for an hour. Um, just to disconnect from everything and just get back to self and 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 that nature. Um, and I remember eating my meal and sitting there, and just the kindness of this um, girl. Her, her name's Sarah. I'm still got a good connection. Um, Sarah was um, addicted to methamphetamine and I'm um, struggling and lost her child. And 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 the kindness. She just um, grabbed my plate and picked it up and and um, bought me a drink and bought me some dessert and and just showed me so much kindness that I wasn't getting from. I wasn't getting this connection from um, clinical people. Mm. So I believe um, you've got to walk side by side someone. And, and I believe people with lived experience or, or, or have had trauma have a deep understanding of what it takes or, or, or deep empathy and a knowledge to help people um, heal. And, I, and it started from day one. Healing started from the first five minutes of an hour. And it was crazy. 
Um, and I was scared and I cried every night and I cried every day. Um, but um, And they, I, they did. They got me off my medication. Well, <laughs> tried because um, you've got to go in and do an... Imp- uh, it's funny. So I used to go to a psychiatrist every week. You need any more medication, Dean? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. And um, I don't know if they're real good at math because I was on two diazepam a, a day, <laughs> seven days in a week. So it's me, I'm not really... I, I dropped out at school in year nine, but I, I can do that. That's 14. Yeah. There's 50 in a bottle and he'd write me a script every week. <laughs> so I had a few diazepam, yeah. So I had I, unbeknownst... When I had my panic attacks, I was downing like... um. Look, I set boundaries. I wouldn't take too many. I'd set the line at nine because I, I thought ten was too much. So I'd taken nine at a time. <laughs> it sounds a bit silly when you talk about it now. So when I took my intake, they, they've just grabbed my scripts and they said, oh, yeah, two Valium a day, assuming that's all I was taking. So they've reduced my Valium. So if you know anything about benzodiazepine and all that sort of stuff, I went into um, um, withdrawals and it's, it's quite dangerous. And um, so they had to put me back on um, benzos and, and that took a, a lot longer to get off than normal because um, of the dependency I was on. I was dependent on by diazepam. And, um, and I can remember, uh, the, like I started getting violently ill and um, all these um, symptoms and, and the clinical team got doctors in and they said, what's happened? And I was You've only, they're trying to work out what's happened because I was pretty um, not going well. And then they said... Diazepam, you take two a day, and I said, "Oh well, that's what's on the bottle." He goes, "What, what do you mean?" I asked you, and I said, "I'll take about twenty, average twenty to thirty a day." And he's going, oh, "Fuck, man!" And um, yeah, that's why you're sick. So mm. we had to get me back on medication, but the but we did get me off all medications, all um, by the end of the six weeks. Was six you off? weeks, dude. Yeah, wow. um, but they realised I had I couldn't produce t- um, hormones anymore, so. Um, so they'd built my hormone levels up and all the vitamin D and all the great stuff. They got in, um, they got in um, naturopaths and they made special naturopath foods for me and um, supplements and um, just for my body. They checked my eyes and got it. Was, it's so deep in, in um, holistic health. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. This is the thing that's missing. You go to a normal GP and we're quick to go, bang, here's a prescription, mm. right? Mm. And in six weeks, mm, look what look what weeks. happened for you in six weeks. Yep. And this is what I feel is the problem. They they don't sit you down and go, well, what's your diet like? You know, mm. what is it that you're eating on a daily on a daily? You know, what else is it that you're doing? Like, okay, you're doing any sort of like exercise for mental clarity and that sort of thing. You know, are you having a healthy life mm. like diet in your lifestyle, and nutrition, and that sort of thing? Problem. They don't ask all this. No. What are you feeling like? Oh, okay, boom, boom. Here you go. Mm. This is what I prescribe you, and then. Next minute, yeah, off we go down this track. The, cure, the, the healing symptoms um, with medication, they're not healing the trauma or the, you know. They're suppressing uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, and like I said, there's people in there that were taking, um, using two grams of uh, ice a day, you know, and they were in that program for six weeks. Then they go to a halfway house for a certain amount of time and then they go to their own home and they've been clean for 40 years now after six weeks of mm. a holistic program, yeah? And um, part of that healing as well was um, make, they made me go to um, NAs and AAs and codependency meetings every day. And I'd fucking I'd kick off and I'd say, nah, nah, and, and I'm trying to get manipulate people, not, not going, not going, and I was so persistent with me, these guys, because 
every person that worked in that treatment centre had trauma or used to be an addict. And we discussed this the other day, bro. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they'd walk beside me and they'd heal with me and they took their time with me. Um, so I'd go to NA meetings and every person would stand up and tell their story I connected with. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah every story you connect with and the, that trauma and the, how they felt and how they got back up and how they, f- and they struggled again. So I learned so much from other people's traumas and, and how they were healing. Um, so I loved, in the end, I loved going to those meetings. And um, um, so I'd go to NA meetings, I'd go to AA meetings, I'd go to codependency meetings. Um, and the healing just um, continued from people with lived experience. Um, and they just they guide you through. And it was, it was beautiful. Mm. I can get goosebumps because you're pretty much telling my, my yeah. story yeah. as well. Went to yeah. a similar, you know facility not the mm. same but just where it's like no sugars no caffeine no oh. anything and no phone no nothing and they just you sit there and make you connect oh, look. With, oh, and oh. it's with like-minded people and yeah. I, I feel as human beings we just want to relate to our society or our group or whoever we we are with well for me mm. it was like growing up with traumas and always feeling um, not knowing where I fitted in in, in the world mm. due to my traumas and abandonment issues and all this stuff. Um, as I grew up, I realised, like, I just want to fit in. I just want to belong. I just want to mm. f- relate to people. And I did it in the wrong ways. And it's now I'm 35 and I've finally found, you know, my vibe attracts my tribe. And it's the same people that I walk along with uh, on that sp- healing mm. or if they're not healing they want to get on board and they want to get more in touch with themselves or whatever it may yeah. be and once you reach that fucking place it's so special yeah and and um i remember a um good friend of mine his name's johnny Hallford, and he's, a, he's an elite athlete at the time and he's a good friend and the mentor and, and you always look up to these people and, and uh, i wouldn't answer my phone for for a long time years and and this guy would keep trying and and I still don't have my phone on ring today. I, I don't have a ringtone because I don't I get triggered by that, that sort of thing. And um, phone would ring, I'd look at it, phone would ring, I'd look at it. And for some, for some reason, I answered the phone this day and um, he didn't um, ridicule me for not answering the phone. He didn't judge me and I told him and he said, I'm sorry, I didn't realise it was that bad. And then he shared a story of vulnerability with me. He shared a story of his own story of healing and, and then he'd gone and sought some help and and that vulnerability flicked a switch went holy shit this guy that i thought was uh, you know like incredible and unbreakable and and this impossible thing to ever achieve has been where i've been and he just gave me some insight of how i could be better so from that i um vulnerability gives other people strength show vulnerability um it'll show them that you're connecting in a way and that you've been there and you've grown and it'll show them that there is a path. So that's what I mean when um, vulnerability gives other people strength, yeah. Mm. So um, like like you said, it was like a healing healing place for you, yeah. being a, a proud Indigenous man. Mm. Were you always connected to land or was no. this like a whole other level? This is a whole other level for me. Um, they've since changed the name to Byron Private Treatment Centre. Uh, in respect to the um, people on the land, because Nunkari is, like I said, an Aboriginal word. So, out of respect to the um, to the local Aboriginal people, they've changed the name back. But that um, is Aboriginal land, and that was um, they did ceremony when the opening day, and they did um, every therapy 
They would play um, Aboriginal music and Aboriginal singers who spoke, who sung in language every before every therapy. <clears throat> it was very connected to culture. Um, my friend, um, Sarah, she was an Aboriginal girl who we connected on that first day. That's the girl that showed me um, kindness. And we did uh, group therapy together and we always connected on this level um, that we couldn't explain. And I believe... Uh, as Aboriginal people or, or Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, you just connect with people on a on a level um, that you can't explain. You don't have to. And sometimes I get sick of trying. Um, you just connect um, within. Um, and it's who we are as people. And um, it's I think we're all connected to country and 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 life. Um, and I think it's good if we just try to get that back a bit more. Yeah. yeah. So do you do you meditate? Oh, man, I'm not shit at meditating. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I think everyone should at meditating. See the thing is. And it's a good question, and, and I answered that shit, to be honest. Oh, I'm shit meditating. It's like saying, oh, I'm not going to the gym until I'm fucking fit. Yeah. Um, I need to get a bit fitter before I start doing <laughs> cardio. Yeah, so, <laughs> look, um, I'd, uh, that's a sh- listen. It is a, it is a very hard thing but to do. I need to work to at it. I, I've got to be more mindfulness. For mindfulness for me would really help me. So uh, it's a good question, and I think it's something I've got to start doing lot of and and i'll and i'll explain to you why because i think it needs to, i need a bit of um grounding sometimes because um, when you've had trauma you get to dissociate yeah and and you don't realize you're doing it so some grounding techniques um and meditation i think would help me and i and i've started when it was in COVID. um i got um breathe up down and, and i was doing some guided meditations and and with our martial arts we meditate at our moksua um, before and after class, and it really helps centre you and get rid of what you've done in the day, focus on what's happening now, um, focusing on the task, what we're about to do, be grateful for what, and after a class, be grateful of the class you just did, grateful that you're going to walk out stronger than you walked in and you've grown um, through that session. So it's a good question and, and um, something I really need to work on. Yeah. I think that's a gap in, in my healing and it's a gap in my, um, I talk about a holistic health a lot, but I think that's a gap of my own. Yeah, I was interested. Like, I didn't. Did they implement that at Byron Bay? Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. And I could really get into it. I, um, because of my nervous system, I, I'd, I'd been on so much medication and I'd been in, um, predominantly lying down and in bed for a long time. I couldn't even uh, walk upstairs. I couldn't be uh, in a push up position and um, stuff like that. So I hated that because I used to be very physically strong. And, and and that would then give me self-worth but they made me keep going and i'd go to yoga every morning and then i started to enjoy the um meditation part and i got into the a circle breathing through one nose and out the other yep. and, and um visualizing yourself on the top of a hill and then i could actually start doing it and and uh, and uh, and and every session was focused on when i and not Every session, I mean, equine therapy and, and all of them, was getting back into yourself, out of your mind, out of your mind, and into your body. Mm. Um, and I think it's a uh, we've got to be reconnecting to who we are and not our not our distractions or yeah. What so yeah. Um, so we did do a lot of it, but I haven't. I didn't follow up on that. Yeah. No, because when I left, they said, "Oh, you got to make up your own um, support systems." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that means to everyone is different. For me, that meant I had some great people in. Uh, who do a lot of holistic health and supplements. Uh, I got back into my martial arts and then those sort of things are my support systems. But I, I, f- I failed at 
doing more yoga and, and meditation. Yeah, and I think it would have benefited me a lot more than than um, yeah. Then yeah. So you, so is another word for support systems would be sort of balance in your life. Would it be like yeah, coping like, strategies and yeah, and people um, that you can go to. Well, who support systems and people that balance your life that are not your family um, because uh, unfortunately our family become those healers and then our relationships change with those people because they become our carers yep. so I had to learn not to rely on my wife and my daughter to be my carers anymore mm-hmm. and build that relationship back to being partners yep. and individuals and um, so yes so trying to get what I needed from the community yep. to heal, reconnect mm. to, yeah, so. yeah. I think you need that in mm. your in your life. Like I think you you need that sort of like support system or like a bit of balance and that sort of thing between mm. family work and then mm. you know whether it be a sport or or whatever it is. I, I really feel you need it. Like I find my, for myself, like I don't really do too many group classes or anything. Mm. But for me, I sort of. I had a look at myself sort of mid last year and then it was like, well, when I was a kid, you know, I was less stressed and all this. So like, what was I doing when I was a kid? Fuck, I was riding my bike in the bush. I was skateboarding. I was shooting hoops. I was doing all these things. So now I'm trying to do them and then I'm connecting with people like that'll see me do it on my Instagram and like they'll message me like, hey, next time you're heading out, hit me up, we'll go out. So then slowly building that connection where there's a th- you feel the skateboarding and that now through mm-hmm. town and it's... Yeah, that's sort of my outlet yeah, for it. That. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, just sort of bringing back that inner child sort of stuff into yeah, my life. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. Someone said that before. What your inner child? Um, get back to your inner child. What you used to do when you're a child and um, yeah, skateboarding. I remember that. Well, those little skinny bloody plastic things. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. It definitely ain't that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and. Mate, what a great thing, your inner child. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, like for me, it's not about doing tricks or anything. No, like no. even my mountain bike, like I'll go through Glenrock. It's just about just getting out and about. And, and getting out, yeah, yeah. Clearing the mind and, yeah, just enjoying that, that present moment and, and mm. getting out and doing stuff I used to enjoy when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah so. I thrive off it. So I predominantly uh, martial arts, bah, 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 bah. And um, I do resistance training and all that sort of stuff. And me, my psychiatrist keeps saying, and um, he's... Um, an Asian gentleman and he's um, into martial arts and spiritual stuff and he's doing, you need a, a lot more yin to your yang. Yep. You need a little bit more balance to your yep. life. Um, you need to be able to slow yourself down and be able to bring yourself back to the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I need to work on that. Mm. The only reason I asked about meditation, like that book that I pointed to mm. before we went live um, and the Wim Hof book over there that I'd finished just before Chrissy, there's a lot of like well, Wim Hof's all about the breathing technique um, and then this becoming supernatural, it's all about meditation and and letting go of matter. So yourself, everything around you and, you know, what you mean to people and it's all about like your energy. Mm. and letting go of everything and becoming energy in meditation and and aligning your your seven centers up um in your body to align again because you could be feeling an emotion that is of anger and then that emotion will trigger a thing in your in your brain which will let off a chemical uh, i don't know the exact scientific word for it but and then that'll make your body um actually like what's the fucking word so your body will actually um develop 
that trait of anger and it's like a cycle mm. so like your emotion runs through your body and then your body runs through your emotion it's like a cycle it's very interesting so mm. if you're feeling angry or, or fear or whatever it is for one day over time that'll just keep compounding and then that'll throw one of your centers out um, mm. and then you've got to realign it through meditation and then they talk about like there's actual stories in there of people overcoming cancer and these sorts of things through natural therapy or mm. and meditation and these sorts of things you know and because cancer cells can be produced from inflammation and inflammation is produced from stress yeah yeah so yeah. it's it's very interesting it's something that i'm really yeah right trying Getting to get into. into it's a heavy book that's why i can't really repeat what i've read too well because like it's it fucking it's heavy me. you come yeah. around my house and read it, to me. <laughs> it might soak in a bit better yeah, yeah. yeah. but i'm gonna re like you know in two years i'll probably reread it once i finish it just to really get it in so I wait till it comes out on DVD. Mm. But, but I was similar to you. Like when I was in treatment, they really, the mindfulness mm. before you went to bed, it was, um, you know, you had to go do 20 minutes of mindfulness before you went to bed and all that stuff. And it was easy to get into when you're in the cotton wool environment. You know what I mean? You get mm. out in the hustle and bustle of everyday life and like. It's called discipline, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But um, for me now, meditation comes in so many different forms yeah it could be sitting down there at the beach just having a coffee and and just listening to the waves and being the mindful that you, that's where you are yeah exactly yeah. right and being in that moment or it could be doing a gratitude list and just connecting my head and my heart yeah. and and doing stuff like that so there's so many different ways that you can meditate not have to be you know sitting there and doing it the way they say to do it yeah it, it's a really good point because I, um, I'm trying to the the yoga studio at the end of our streety. Yeah. Um, it's um the open mind space. Well, they do full moon meditations, and I'm pretty sure to not. Oh fuck! It's, I just looked outside training. We're not even <laughs> we're not even going to go do it, eh? <laughs> but it's either tonight or tomorrow night. The full moon's on, mm. and they actually hold um a huge group class on Bar Beach yeah, yeah. on the beach. Oh really? Um yeah. So everyone circles around the lady, and she runs you through the meditation um uh, for about you know 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, and then at the end of the meditation. They get the drums and then they hand out hand out sticks and they hand out like you know tambourines and all that. Sound therapy, with yeah, it. and everyone else can just start vibing and getting into it. Yeah, and it's yeah. um fuck, it's a it's a good afternoon and night. Yeah, yeah, on the full moons. So they do it. Yeah, every month full moon meditation. It's yeah. pretty cool. So, you know, if something that if yeah if you wanted to get into meditation then yeah. it's a good environment to go to you so can just sort of you know sit at the back for your first meditation and yeah. so it's cool so what you just described there we're doing at nunkery so when with our sound therapy they'll get these um guys in um steel drums and they'd start playing and then and then they'd give us um some sticks and then you'd start getting into a rhythm and and um reconnecting to the the, the vibes and the sounds and then they'd give us up you know squeaky toys dog yeah, toys yeah. and we'll be playing with those but you can't not vibe to it right oh, man it just you makes can't you, not makes it, you move it makes you yeah that's the same as mullen bimby like yeah. when i was up there new year's the music that this band was playing with the didgeridoos and everything mm. you couldn't not vibe to it like yeah. i don't dance like if i go to a club or anything i'll sit yeah. or if i can't sit i'll stand but i ain't boogieing <laughs> i aren't shaking you know yeah, yeah. i can't do it but up there like you were in it like you were barefoot you're on the ground you're in nature and you were just vibing to it and it was fucking unreal it's a good point because and with this therapy like you said you, you know you're not a dancer and i, I remember that say so all stand up you know and, and just start moving to the music and i was like i'm not fucking moving like i was being um it was like a defiance i was just saying no i, I refuse yeah and i was starting to get 
uh, more angry and more angry because I, I, I wouldn't um, release. Does that make, and I kept giving myself anger and I could just feel it growing and growing and, and I was getting angry because like, I felt like I was trying to force me. No one was forcing me to do anything. It was just the vibe. My body wanted to move and then I just started to just re- let go and, and move. And then the energy of um, that um, negative energy started to release mm-hmm. because I was releasing the energy. It was so weird, mm. and, and um, it's it's hard to explain. I was trying to hold on to this um, this stigma that no, I'm not going to dance. No, I'm going to look stupid. No, no I'm. Fucking yeah, dead. I was about to say mm-hmm. that. Boom! Yeah. Is it the, like Ego. fear that you're going to look yeah, stupid you go. and you're going to get fucking everyone like? Well, look at this dude, hundred percent. And that's yeah, yeah. always been my issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's ego. So I was ego driven again, and and then I'm thinking, fuck, why am I feeling so shit? I'm like, this is not at the start of therapy. We're t- we're talking like mid. And um, I was starting to go, oh, because I wouldn't fucking just go with the treatment. Yep. So when I started just to release and, and flow, my anxiety was going. It was just, I was released. I'm thinking, well, fuck, man, just go go with it. No one cares. You're here to heal. Everyone's yep. on their own journey. So we started releasing. And, and, and this girl, there's this girl there from um, Melbourne, and she had just, the, she just started singing. Yeah? And she had, wow, like, I mean, she could sing. And she and then she told us she was in bands and, and stuff. So this is how good this place was, yeah. So they went, oh. So they got a singer in, and they brought a singer in. And while we were doing our group therapy, they said, "I oh, um, called her by name," and they went up to the room and said, "Here, you've got the afternoon to just sing with this person." And and she just belted it out, and you could hear her her voice just come across the valley and um, through that place, and it was just like healing everyone. Just hearing her release and, mm. and just enjoy yourself mm. made us all feel good. Yeah. So that's how personalised this place was. Yeah, they just fuck, said, love it. And, and on Sunday, because um, <laughs> I, had, I had really trouble with blokes and some older guys there and I, they were connecting with me and we went to, uh, we went to um, massages on a Sunday in Byron and we went there and every time I'm like, oh, fuck, don't get a guy, don't get a guy because we'd just sit there and the next – and I'd always get a girl and I'm like, and I'd always muck around the other lakes. Got a girl again, yeah. And um, <laughs> and I'd go. And I'm anyway. It was about four weeks in, and I and one of the directors is a female, and we're connecting really cool. And I said, oh, it's so good. Every time I've, I've been so lucky. Every time I've gone there, I've got a girl. She goes, well, yeah, I've told him. I only give him a girl. And I'm like, fuck, are you serious? Like they've <laughs> organised it so yeah. I didn't, so I could actually enjoy my massage, yep. yeah. not feel uncomfortable yeah, so that's how personalized it was they ensured that i was looked after even to that point yeah that's awesome and then i just the detail the detail of ensuring that i would heal um the best part best time um was invaluable but the sad part of this and we all talk about you know our, our things and our healing but there was no healing for our families mm. um and we come out and all this all these um new skills and um and new support systems and um but unfortunately for them um there's not much in the way of how their healing begins from there so yeah yeah very true um so that was an impact and um something i I acknowledge and um i wish there was a bit more they did have a family week at this thing the family come up and we sit across from each other and and make amends and, and talk about setting new boundaries um so that was pretty cool but it was only a week and um although that helped set boundaries when we left and, and sit someone sit across from me and, and express how I had really act, impacted them in an honest um, mm. and safe environment. It was cool. 
and we had to do it in the middle around everybody's families, not individual. We had to sit in the middle around, and everybody's families uh, would sit around and hear hear how I impacted my family, mm-hmm. and that was tough. Even my my daughter was uh, fourteen at the time, and they said, "Yep, she's old enough to come up um, and and sit in this because she needs it." And um, it was tough, man, but um, it was very very valuable experience. But I wish there was a little bit more focus on on how the families could heal in an environment. Um, from the traumas, from our traumas. Yeah. How is your relationship with your family now? Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, look, like everybody's relationships, we, we have um, ups and downs. And um, me, me daughter's a um, beautiful girl and she's like 21 this year. And um, um, yeah, we're still battling through. I've been with, me, um, with my wife for 23 or 24 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we do the best we can, yeah. It's all work, right? It's all work. It's all oh, work. Hey, listen. Um, it's like if you want a good garden, do you, do you just uh, walk out and water it once a month, or do you got to tend to it every day? You got to mm. make sure it's looked after. Have a look and, at me plant on know, the back deck that I uh, water once a month. <laughs> weeds, weeds will grow on a crack in the in the road. Weeds will grow in the gutter in the in on the roof. Uh, my point to that is, um, weeds and and um, trauma or negativity will grow anywhere if you let it. So you got to tend to everything on a on a daily basis. And, uh, and it's hard work and um, that's just life. It's, progr- it's progress, not perfection. Yeah, yeah, and it's getting harder too, you know, like everyone's addicted to these sorts of things now yeah. and it's um, it's just becoming a lot harder to yeah. to do it. But, you know, it's yep. like anything, you put the work in and mm. you reap the benefits. So it's interesting when you were talking about um, getting a massage by males and that, you know, and so you didn't I don't have a problem No, 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 but like as <laughs> soon as Mike walked in here, I said, oh, take your shirt off and yeah. lay on this, yeah, exactly. like on this Neptune mat oh, behind us here. Nice. Yeah. I'll have a crack at that. Yeah, yeah but it was uh, actually good. Yeah. yeah. And then I just got a fresh air cart and he's like, and put your head on this. Felt like someone was stabbing. Yeah. So I'd sort of lay down to meditate and I'd try and meditate on that mat. Does that help, does that help stimulate blood flow or something? Listen, that's just full of shit. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, yeah, no, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. don't. Yeah, it's just well marketed, and and people just, yeah, look, yeah, I've laid on it a few times, and does nothing. Oh, look, it's not enhancing my training performance or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, look, it might make you feel a little weird in the back, but I, yeah, yeah. I don't think it um, has I any scientific. That. I can do that too. Yeah, <laughs> look, it, does, it has no scientific backing behind it. So yeah, cool. yeah I, you know, I don't know if you'd waste your money, but based on evidence. Uh, Research evidence. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, there's none of that. Impulse boy, yeah. So, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Couldn't you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling to sleep at the moment, yeah, actually. Yeah, so it was up in the middle of the night. I need yeah. this. Daniel's direct on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Paid by credit card, you get uh, the pillow, look. <laughs> just, you know what it's like. You talk about one thing for a minute, and next minute it's just bang, bang, bang on your yeah, phone. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck, I'll tell you what. Cracked. I went to a martial arts um, a camp um Shion Judd Reed, he does these uh, Eshi Deshi camps, um, which is like a lived-in student camp in, in Thailand. So we're over there and there was a guy from um, Sweden, I think he was, and he's a developer of, um, um, you know, stuff and, um, fuck, I don't know what it is, all the things for computer and that. And he, and he was telling us. Like programs. Programs and that. And, that. and he said, uh, you know, we're saying, oh, stuff comes on your feed. It must be you type it in. He goes, no, dude, watch this. Put the phone down and we'll talk about something and then go back through your social media and I bet it comes up. And it did. Mm. So we, I'm like, are you fucking serious? So I had no idea that it does all that, um, whatever it does, coding and programming to your voice when it's just even not even asking it to. But, um, yeah, so he showed us that and uh, I was like, wow. Yeah. And that's when I really started to make notice of that sort of stuff within those ads and things. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Well, yeah, it's pretty cool, I suppose. Well, it's yeah, I mean, 
look, at the end of but the day, it's in the terms and conditions when you sign up the Facebook yeah. and you accept it. Yeah. So you can't complain but about it. But unfortunately, uh, we're only getting what we like. So when there's no... Um, Yes. There's no opposing my views. There's no opposing and there's no going, oh, yeah, I've never thought of it like that. No, And correct. there's no, no growth. So we're only getting what we want to get mm. and we're only staying to a level where we want to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't look – I got rid of Facebook um, during the epidemic when there was um, all that Black Lives Matter stuff and people started arguing and, and there was um, opinions coming up and it started to trigger me. And um, then I started arguing with people – but I thought, well, my friends, but arguing with people about shit that didn't really affect, had no fucking value in my life. But I was getting triggered and I was triggering myself. Mm. And I went, fuck, dude, fuck this shit. So I just, I just deleted and yep. on Facebook and then the app off my phone and all of it for a while. And I just started on Instagram again because I don't have that on Instagram. It's pretty cool. You just photos and videos and whatever yeah it's not like. someone's release on something for the yes, day yes so there's no not so much content or um or opinionated stuff of you know yeah about a, a lot of dialogue of, mm. of of that in there but even that that's still uh very persuaded to your own opinions and thoughts you know what i mean so mm. you don't get that opposite view to 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 actually go, oh, is, fuck, you know, that is that that is a good point, you know. What I was finding, though, I, well, having these, uh, I'll say, debates, because I, we I wasn't being rude, but then um, their mates would be jumping in and they never knew me and they started fucking just attacking you and that, and that's cool, I can be attacked. I'm an ugly prick and I can handle it. But but it, then I was having uh, debates with people and then, then they just block you. Or, you know, mm. I'm thinking, are you fucking serious? Like, we can't have a, a difference in opinion. You go, well, if you don't agree with me, fuck off. Yeah. I, I'm like, well, are you serious? Like, mm. so I can't have a different opinion. I got to just agree with you all day, and people that think you have to agree with them all day, just they're just fucking. And the ease, but the ease, the how easy that is to do that. Yeah. Like now, out in public, you know what I mean? Like just. Yeah. Yeah, it just transfers into public and conversations, yeah. you know, and then it's like, yeah, no, like, oh, you don't, you don't agree, whatever. Yeah, you know, just, your your opinion doesn't matter. Man, yeah. Like I have a lot of different opinions, and and um. But if you if you have an opinion and, and um, we have a discussion about it, they go, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, actually, I might give it a crack and um, or whatever it is. And um, there's learnings on everything. But I, I've got a good friend. He says, "Don't believe what I say. Fucking research it." Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people say something. I'll go up and start researching it and go, "Oh, I won't just make an opinion." And or yeah, you'll get the facts first. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of why, like, you know, like out of a lot of podcasts, like. Joe Rogan's is probably the only one that I sort of listen to regularly. Mm. Um, I, I was heavily into him back in the day, but he's he's very open minded. He'll have his opinion on why that is his opinion, and then he'll listen to your opinion and go, "Oh fuck yeah, you know that yeah that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I understand. I can see with that that sort of view. Mm. You know, he's yeah he's yeah, very like he too. sits on the fence. You know, I like him because he's just not he's not always getting the same people on. He's got all different opinions and different people on there and. Um, um, yeah, I like him too. It's like a library, right? He's yeah, got yeah. different categories, and you can go, "Yeah, I'll listen to that." Oh, yeah. look, man, that's too deep for my head. <laughs> I don't get what you're saying. Let's and move I've on to, to the aliens. That, oh, like, obviously, if, if one comes out, I go, "Yeah, I'll listen to it." And then uh, I'm not really, in, like you said, not really into it. But then there's some that I don't even know what this person's about or who it is. But it's just super fucking interest, mm. interest, like, interesting, interesting. Yeah. And I was just like, "Whoa, that was like blown me away." Like some of them, and then you've got your, you know, the Kanye West one was awesome because I always 
just stereotyping thought he's a fucking dickhead, but once that proved it. Yeah, once, yeah, once, <laughs> uh, once. Um, Couldn't I listened to that, but it. he's actually pretty, you know, pretty fucking. He has smart an guy. interesting angle on everything. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he has a very interesting angle on everything. Yeah. And um, it's called psychosis. <laughs> but look, he's he's different. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and it's cool. Look, I was only mucking around. Yeah, it's and cool. look what he's done. You know Listen, what I mean? So he's creative and he thinks differently, and there's nothing wrong with that because. Um, it works for him and, mm. and uh, it's how he expresses himself. So yep. people go, oh, he's fucking crazy. What is crazy, man? I don't yeah. know what crazy is, but he's just creative. He's very creative. And how he expresses that creativity and gets it out of his head and the vision and and, and like he, he uh, I listened to that podcast and he's just like his brain's just, wow. Yeah, I had to watch it yeah, okay. because I thought if I listen to him, I'll – you know, when you watch someone talk, you can mm. get a better understanding and perspective of it mm. all rather than just listening to it. Yeah, so. so I listened to him in the car and, and then it's just like I was trying to catch up. It's like, um, <laughs> but that's cool because I'm just, I'm grabbing bits out of the air. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I was like, he was over here. And parking then. it. I'll put that over in that shelf and I'll put that over there and that comes back out later. And um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool because he's a creative guy. Yeah. And, um, he just goes off on tangents. He does. He's off tangents. <laughs> Even like it's like talking Joe to me Rogan sometimes. was like spinning out on him because he was like talking about this thing, and then he goes off fucking talking. Yeah, yeah. And he brings ball, a ball. Bring he's like, like spotting rabbits. There's a little dog on up. You know, oh ball, ball, and, and mm. um, yeah, but that's cool, and that's how creative people think. And you and it's like um, I think I was it might have been Elon Musk. He was saying sometimes you'd have. Um, he sees things in blueprint and by the time he gets – he has to rush because that one will go and another one will come. Mm. That's how fast his mind works, yeah. Did you listen to that one? No, nah, not not all of it. But So, so I watched that one, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And he, when he goes on, like when Elon just – he'll like Joe will ask him something and then Elon will just go and start rambling. Mm. And it's very interesting, man. Like you watch his eyes and his eyes flicker left to right, left to right, left to right so fast. Like he's reading mm. a dialogue in his head while he's talking. Mm. Fucking like, yeah, crazy. Next like, level stuff. Ne- yeah, next level. Like, yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, um, but he's, yeah, like, fuck, he wouldn't want his mind. Right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't tr- seem like he can rest. You'd be tired. Be troublesome. It would be. be. Troublesome. Mm. You noticed he was very calculated on everything he said in reply to a question. Mm. He'd pause a minute, be very calculative of what he would say back. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Sometimes um, I like people that if you ask them something... They think about it. It's okay to stop. Yes. Have a thought. How are they going to contextualise that? And how are they going to best... Not just um, regurgitate something they've heard, but how are they going to contextualise it and go, hmm, this is what it means to me and then express it yeah uh, i find um you know i don't know if you like jordan peterson and that but he does that he'll talk and then he'll just stop and think and then he'll just say what he wants to say yep. and um sometimes i like that because it makes me feel that's actually coming from them yes and um it's rather actually, than just being repetitively yes just what they've heard and yeah well, we, i did a uh, we did a little thing in um treatment where we had to it was about conversation mm. And it was like um, you had to sit across from each other and I, I would say, oh, today Josh had a good day. The weather w- wasn't very kind, but I made the most of what it was. And you had to say, oh, Mark, I heard you say you had a good day. The weather wasn't kind, mm-hmm. but you made the most for what it was. And then you say something back and then I would have to repeat that. And yeah. it's about 
active it, listening. Yeah, act, yeah, listening mm. and drawing it in instead of like just like you said, just responding. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a technical and, use when we when we sit with people in trauma is what it does. It validates that someone's actually listening because a lot of pe- a lot of people don't get hurt. And and the fact when people start getting hurt, and if um, you sit there and you talk to me, and then you and then you repeat that back to them, and so what I heard you say was this, and and then that validates that yes, someone is listening, someone is hearing me, and and then you can report that. So that's, a lot of validation comes from that. Yeah, it's a great technique. Yeah, good to learn. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to implement. Yeah, another hard. one was we, what we did was someone had to sit there and talk for two minutes, and the other one couldn't respond a verbal response; they could just look and nod. Like man, that was hard, mm. and um, I did that, and um, and sat and listened, and then after it, she said, "You realise you just said you have PTSD ten times within two minutes," and I went, "Fucking no," because it was my identity at the time. It's what, who I thought I was. Um, so, and for me, sometimes I'm mindful. One of my worst, uh, one of my. Uh, weakest things is listening i've already got something in my head mm. that i'm trying to express but i've got to learn and and i think a lot of it comes from dissociation i just um try to get stuff out or deflect um but sit back and let things come in it actually helps ground you anyway and then you might actually hear something that mm. you have never heard before instead of just um saying something that you want to yeah, say yeah, well, a good saying that I learnt when I was away was pull the cotton ball out of your ears and stick it in your mouth. Mm. I was like, fuck, that's, that's a good one. Because mm. I think listening is the most underrated tool and most precious gift that you could ever give someone. Yeah, yeah active and listening is yeah. a huge thing. And I only like learnt that since being in recovery. Mm. Um, I was always a, a, at a point scoring party if I was talking to someone or if I'm arguing with someone it's you know I'm already thinking about what I'm going to say next and not listening Mm. especially in relationships Mm. and um I'm really conscious about that I'm not perfect at it still Mm. but I'm aware and like really conscious of awareness is a is you've got awareness and that's your learnings yeah Yeah. can I talk no go for it mate (laughs) Thought I'd wait is a finish. Yeah. But I, I can't. Yeah, no, well, I feel like that's <laughs> don't cut in. Um this is like something that I feel like a podcast has helped with is like when you were when you were telling your story about the Byron Bay retreat before, um, uh, just sitting back and, and listening, clearly listening to it and, and letting you talk until you were finished, you know, until you looked up and looked at us and it was like, okay, we can engage back. Mm. I feel a podcast has really helped with with being able to do, um, yeah, just active listening. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but that's uh, – sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, now we're really on the ball with yeah, each other. So I was going to say what I'm enjoying about this conversation, I'm noticing and I'm, I'm sitting and um, hearing you guys and, and I'm enjoying being in a conversation. So I, I'm enjoying this uh, process as well. It's, it's quite great, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like I love catching up. Sort of missed it over the Chrissy break, but mm. it's good like having a podcast and having designating a fucking period of the day or period of one day or a few hours of that day to sit down and have a conversation. Mm. Who knows, like, you know, we'll have Mark will come in with a few dot points and a few questions to lead it and kick it off. Mm. And it'll go left, it'll go right, it'll go up, it'll go down. And then if it starts going a bit stale, we can pop in another question and keep yeah. it going. 
Yeah. And that's sort of why I don't come in with anything. Like I like to active listen and I try and think like, uh, you know, if I can relate to it or if I can bring something in on what you are saying, then I will. Otherwise I try and think, well, what would a listener at home be mm. wanting to know of what you just said? Mm. What can I ask for them to, you know, and to know that? So yeah it's uh it's good it's an interesting skill you know a lot of people don't have it these days they they text they they can't even write a full word which i said last week you know what i mean they just abbreviate words they text mm. a lot of people can't hold a conversation for more than 20 minutes no, mm. no i'm really enjoying this process and um uh doing um some relationship stuff with my wife and and um, reconnecting in communication and and um one of the things he said sounds stupid but set some time so you can just spend some time together and and agree upon that time frame and you think oh i'm you know i'm not booking in time for and it's an ego thing again you know why should i book in time with someone in a relationship but it really helps that to be present this is our time this is when we're going to be together no one can interrupt no one matters no one else matters but us or or whatever and it doesn't have to be anything big maybe for a walk or you know talk about your day or watch a movie but a dedicating time to people in your life um, is invaluable so yeah i agree and that's the beauty about this as well for mm. me that's a huge thing in my relationship now we have three kids at, at home full time and my mm. daughter that comes every second weekend and um the two boys don't go to their dad's at the moment okay. um so like there's no, no not much time for me and chloe to mm. have one-on-one time so doing stuff like this now just actively listen to what you said it's like okay so when i get home tonight and when we are going to bed and it's just us two ask her how her day was interact mm. and be there for her because mm. i don't do that enough mm. i get home and i'm like oh i've had a big day i've been busy i just and then i'm tired mm. but dedicate five or ten minutes yeah it probably means more to her than i actually realize so the beauty about this is i'm learning so much about myself mm. what i can implement in my life and like what josh said like at the start if we listen back i listen to every one of our podcasts so i can think what can i do better what can we do better mm. how can we engage more people at the start he exactly what he said like i write i'm i organize i write a dot point i'll do this and he sits back but the more I sit here and listen, it's like a proud brother moment. I'm sitting here listening, we're doing a podcast and how engaged Josh is and it's like, oh, look at the growth mm. that we've both been able to manage over the last, get goosebumps, mm. over the last 12 months. Mark, like, Mark's a keynote speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Neat rider, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Elon Musk, mate. Just get it out <laughs> before, <laughs> before it leaves me. It's funny <laughs> we talk about that. So, I, and we spoke earlier about having trouble sleeping and um, fuck, I've been having some trouble sleeping and last night I've got these thoughts and, and um, conversations I want to have with people and I'm having these conversations in my mind and I thought, I've got to get these out of my head. So I, I, um, I got my phone and I went in with my notes and I'm, writing down conversation about relationship and um, this and um, business and what I want to um, implement. So get that out of my head, get it out of my thoughts. And, and sometimes when we have, we're writing stuff, it seems um, um, it seems okay or, or, or a normal situation, but when you read it back, you go, well, this is fucking a bit strange or, you know what I mean? Um, so to get those thoughts out of my head um, and put them on paper so I could have those conversations later um, in a meaningful way, I could get, fucking went straight back to sleep. 
wake up and the notes are there. So then I can remember what, because a lot of the times I wake up in the morning, I can never remember what I wanted to do. In the middle of the night, I'm a fucking like a savant. Well, I think I am. Like, a, you know, you get very creative and you can write down whatever you like to do. And, and um, so last night I sat there and wrote all these notes and got them out of my head, slept, reread them today. And so I can normalise what that looks like and have open, meaningful um, conversations and, and relationships with these people. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. It's like a five-second rule that um, we're talking about I, I, biscuits. I, <laughs> Isaac John put out on, in his newsletter thing. It's like um, you, you, you have the, so many thoughts throughout the day, and your creative mind lets so many things go that you actually don't get to implement in your life. So it's like that. Being aware of that five-second rule when it comes in, you got five seconds to write it down before another one comes in and yeah. something comes out. So I've got post-it notes all over my car yeah usually <laughs> you did. So, so usually it's scribble as well but like if something comes in or even if i just write short for what it is it's like okay when i pull up oh yeah i remember to do this whether it's work related whether it's i've got to pick up bread and milk whether it's whatever it is you know what i mean i'm trying to implement that stuff because it's true it doesn't take long before you're like Three days later, you're like, oh, I was meant to do that three days ago. Yeah, so it's a good point. I'll listen to like, podcasts. We love podcasts. And this guy was on there about apps and, and, and how to organise your life. And he's saying our brains are for creating, not for remembering. Yeah, so that's why we fucking struggle. Oh, I forgot that, I forgot that. And then we, we imp- implement more um, stresses in our life and arguments or, or whatever it might be. It might be work or relationships or whatever. So... Get more into your apps, organise your time, organise your day, and then your mind's free for creating mm. and being expressive. And yeah, and I'm finding that works a lot. I've got calendars everywhere and all my days planned and, and what to do. And then um, I feel I've, I'm more able to um, create or feel how I can give what we do within my um, business and uh, community to the people of the best possible outcomes. And we spoke about that earlier, best possible experience. So, mm. um, yeah, so it's good. Yeah, I'm struggling with sleep from me. Like I've got a bit of engagement going on in my social at the moment and uh, with people and, and just engaging with them and talking to them and that sort of thing. Like I can't switch off eh, at night now. Yeah. Like I was a – I can go to sleep within a minute and a half, done, out cold, see you later. But 12.30, 1 o'clock every night I'm waking up, fucking phone, fucking phone. Just – it's where I'm at now. Last nearly two weeks so now. Your phone's going off. No, no, no. It's it always goes into bedtime sleep mode. Yeah. It's not going off. It's just I'm I'm con- I subconsciously just waking myself up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And and um. And it's two weeks. It's been happening. Yeah. So, um, once again, another podcast. Michaela Peterson. So she had a guy on how to. The first thing is to get your phone out of your room. Um, get um. You can get these lights that. As it comes to five o'clock, it'll start going to a red light and brighter. So it's just like sunlight. So it'll actually wake you up at your natural patterns and, and of the night time in your, in your lounge rooms and that. You get different colours. So they go from brighter to more red tones as you're going to sleep. So it'll make you tire more. All these little implementing things that get your fucking phone out of your room, uh, turn it off, use an alarm clock or use these other things for yeah. natural uh, waking. Because we... First thing we do, we wake up and we fucking go straight on social media. Mm-hmm. Check our news feed or check our emails or check, you know what I mean? Sometimes it doesn't need to be the first thing we do. How about we engage with maybe whoever's in our room or, or a family or 
other. It's the only a huntsman, bro. It's the only thing that's in my room in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll come and get him for you, bro. Yeah, I go to catch him and he goes under and he just hits the floor and goes under the bed. I'm like, fuck. There's no one else in my room either, brother. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that's where I'm at eh, at the moment. Like, if yeah, I, I can't yeah. sleep. Like last night, I, I did like a lot of, like a pretty big meditation session. And then when I went to bed, I put on some meditation music just to try and like put that in, make me mm. go real deep REM sleep and see if I could sleep through. And yeah, still like 12.30. Yeah. I woke up and I just like, fuck, checked the time. I was like, fucking 12.30 again. Just left me phone and went back to sleep. Mm. But yeah. I, I go to bed with the round, uh, the rain noises. Yep. Um, to try to sleep. So do I. Do you? Use L- rain? Literally. That's my son's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, he makes he's a lot of noise. Nah, he just, yeah, wants a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up at 12, 1 o'clock, yeah. bottle, 3, 4 o'clock, bottle. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, don't nice. miss, I don't miss those days. <laughs> that's all right. I wouldn't change it for a while. No, no. They look, they're all, that's, well, when I say that, I, I don't miss those days. I do miss those days because yeah, yeah. I'm this different connection and, and um, of that child you know and and the beautiful things because when i had my daughter bath time was our time together would bath and i'd bath her and 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 she'd have bath with me and then as they grow that relationship changes and then you do other things and um as a dad i always i always my daughter would grow and i we started having conflict like um i started having you know blah 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 but because she's growing in age but i'm holding on to an age bracket where that she used to be mm, yeah. so i wasn't growing with her so um i certainly thought oh, what's going on here and i went ah and she's growing and i'm thinking she's still at this age so i've got to change my relationship with my daughter as she's changing and since that's happened and our relationship develops in every step of the way we've had better yeah from there but i was holding on to this you know what i mean once again good awareness yeah yeah well fuck, it took 15 15 years yeah so i don't think it was that good awareness <laughs> treat me <laughs> like she's three i used the dummy i was shoving a dummy let's touch on um your business and what you got going this year so What's yeah 2021 so look like? um i've 2021 looks like a great year so my business is called healing works australia um healing works australia i do a lot of um suicide intervention training and that's through living works australia so i'm linked in with them i'm a, i'm a registered um assist trainer and an iassist so iassist is an indigenous assist model that's just been developed and what i love about um organizations like living works and they're the most re- renowned suicide prevention intervention training in the world so that's it's the gold standard what they did they um spent over four years um in consultation with aboriginal communities to help develop the very best model for um, aboriginal and torres Strait Islander people and it's now uh, hit the market and i'm lucky enough and proud to be able to uh, deliver that to um communities to help with healing and helping the communities have the tools to look after themselves so um pretty special and healing works australia um has um, in development of a model with um, Fiona Livingston, who has a company called Find Hope, um, which is uh, half day on country. So on on country is uh, for people listening is you know you can be on on land of uh, Aboriginal land or whatever um, in a yarning circle in the circle, do ceremony and and talk about trauma and healing at a, a very base level, um, um, stopping the shame and stigma about suicide and 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 developing skills to identify um, early intervention um, signs of a suicide within a community. 
and then building that um, training the community at different levels. So not everybody um, has this um, ability, even after training, to do an intervention. And that's cool, you don't, don't have to. But if you have enough people trained in the community, if you, you don't feel comfortable, oh brother, you can come to someone else and say, hey, I, I think someone else is struggling. Can you help me have a yarn and, um, and support this guy? And, and that's what we're doing. And I'm proud to be able to do that. We're linked in with the PHN and um, going out to Karua tomorrow to start talking with those guys about doing some um, healing out there and some um, ISIS on country. So looking forward to that. And um, I was at a school today um, helping those guys. I'm just talking about um, they have it's – it's an alternate school. And what they do, they have um, over 30 to 50% of their – um, students, uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students, or people. So they asked um, me to come and have a long with them today and talk about um, what they can do to implement um, culture and um, implement uh, healing within those people. And we wrote out a, a bit of a, a program and linking them in with some great organisations and great people that I know within the community. So we're going to start that process, um, start an advisory group for this school so we can all come and share some... Um, knowledge to this school and because they're predominantly uh, Maori or um, New Zealand uh, teachers or they're from or they're um, non-Indigenous teachers so they've come and said hey how, what can we do um, to make um, a more holistic healing and an education system or environment for these people because a lot of um, a lot of the dialogue uh, Aboriginal youth is what we hear is um you know good you're gonna you're gonna be, uh, you're not gonna get a job you're gonna mm. just drink if you if you keep doing that you're just gonna end up a drunk if you go like keep doing that you're just gonna end up in jail like like your uncle or like your father or you keep doing that you're just gonna end up dead or keep doing that you're gonna get kicked out of school so this dialogue that happens with youth is um you know good you know good you know good so let's let's change the dialogue let's let's build on our strengths of people and and culture and our, our beauty of who we are as humans and um and guide guide youth and develop them mm. so sat with them today and, and wrote out a bit of a we've got a bit of a structure of how we can do that and um, linking them in some amazing there's amazing people in in newcastle it's such a rich place mm. of diversity of um knowledge and skill sets and it's unbelievable uh, mate, and the connections you make and so um i just go yep yep i know someone for that yep yep and just link people in i made a few phone calls and they're like yeah brother so um, linking some, doing some um, introduction emails and starting that process. So it's pretty cool. How exciting! It is. Oh, a, it is stuff. a pretty, uh, pretty tight knit community, and there is just a lot of people that put themselves out to help others in yeah. Newcastle. Man, it's, it's pretty it's cool. Amazing. It's pretty cool, and and the, the wealth of knowledge here, and um, some high high performing and knowledgeable people, uh, academics and non academics, and um, but everyone wants to help everyone, and I love it, and. Everyone wants to connect, so um, it's pretty cool. So I'm enjoying it. It is just um, just a question on it. So is is the um, the Aboriginal? So is it have they got a higher suicide rate? Yeah, a higher suicide rate um, than non-Indigenous uh, yep. people, and it all depends what um, community. So it's roughly um, two to three times uh, an Aboriginal man's more likely to die by suicide than a non-Indigenous man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, higher suicide rate, higher incarceration rate. I think it's um, um, in New South Wales, the Aboriginal population is two point eight percent in the 
and incarceration rates like forty-seven, a thirty-seven percent in our in our jails. So um, you know, there's a little bit of an imbalance. So Definitely. what that means, there's a lot of males, a lot of uh, youth without male mentors, a lot of um, youth without family guiding them at young ages. Um, so I think we just need to work together, and it um, um, doesn't matter, you know, color or who you're from. We just band together and um, try to help support each help other. Help everyone, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So right. that's we just link in, try to work out. I, look, I'm not everything to know about youth, gosh, I, but I know a little about healing, and I know a lot of great people in the community. And and with these people, we're just going to try to support these yeah. people that need it. That's what it's about, connecting, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. Off the back of that, what, like, why do you think uh, Aboriginal education is so important in society nowadays? Ed- educating about Aboriginal uh, um, culture. Yeah, just like um, about. I think. Well, I, what I th- what I feel is um, the strength of Aboriginal people, the strength of the culture, the strength of connection, um, of mob or family of. Um, you know, it's, it's um, people say, "Oh, there's drug and alcohol problems. There's a trauma problem. There's a, there's a lot of issues out there." But I, I feel there's so many strengths that we need to um, build. Uh, not build on, um, just acknowledge. I and, and and then and it's like a strength based. You know, call it a strength based model in, in mental health. But let's just talk more about strengths. And people say, "Oh, you know, if you're a footballer." Um, got to work on your weaknesses as well fuck man i played rugby league i was a forward i'm not going to be sidestepping wingers and fucking kicking goals from build on your strengths more build on your strengths man so Mm. um you know if i'm a a big front row i want to be big and strong and i want to run over people yeah i'm not going to work on my weaknesses so let's work on our strengths um our strengths are culture our strengths are connections and our Mm. strengths are belonging so um let's build on it and then and we develop um you know that's what I believe. I think it's important to try to guide them to find their purpose. Purpose. Like people. What a like, word. Um, I love that. Word. Yeah. Like for me, um, like finding a purpose nowadays and being able to build off the back of that and like you said, build your strengths around your purpose has given me a life of freedom, you know, joy, love, everything that comes with, you know, what they call a great life. Um and, and it's all come from finding purpose. So I think if I found that or was guided by the right people when I was younger to find that purpose, maybe things would have been different. But in hindsight, you know, adversity is adversity and I'm grateful for the, for the you know, the path that I have walked. But I, I believe purpose is massive, especially for kids mm. as well. Yeah. It's a good point, brother, because um, purpose, um, what's your purpose? So I've only just found that out in the last two years, I believe. And the purpose is um, community and connecting and helping others. Um, I don't know. It's just what I want to do, and um, it's just my purpose now. So, um, yeah, it's a great word. What's your purpose? And and everybody's got to make their own footsteps in their journey of culture or life or whatever it is. Doesn't matter what culture, what what journey. But you've got to make your own footsteps and and be guided by others. But it's still your own to make. So, pretty important. Very like it anything else joshua oh, man. well let's wrap it up with the three before you flee brother i've um, oh. got three questions before we let you go people get feared of first one is um what motivates you to wake up in the morning uh the sun yeah love it 
Fuck how good's a sunrise. Yeah, all right. Mm. Um, I actually I'll put breakfast. That, man, I good love a good breakfast. protein shake. In <laughs> <laughs> I actually put that on my Insta story there. I think through the Chrissy break, like, what would you prefer, a sunrise or sunset? And, um, sunrise. Yeah, yeah, sunset one. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, a lot of romantics. Out there. A lot of people haven't experienced the sun oh, sunrise. Obviously, majority of your people on on your social media are don't up, get up. up morning people don't get up. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what I put it down to. So, nah, sun man. Yeah, you kickstart. Yeah, it's just the perfect way to start the day. And, and because whatever, th- sorry, but whatever happens after that, it's you know it's all right. Because once you start the morning like that, and you're grounded, and you get mm. to experience that, I believe it sets you for the day whether it's a bad day like i think you'll deal with your problems a lot better than you would if you got out of bed 10 minutes before you had to go somewhere oh for sure yeah so part of when i was in treatment um up at nunkari we had to stare at the sun uh, after yoga we'll go outside close your eyes and stare at the sun for 30 seconds and let that you know first it's that red and then it changes and then it gets darker and darker but um, that energy in that just brings all your uh, you know, um, nervous system and then just brightens you and you're ready, kicking off. So it was good. Beautiful, isn't it? Next one is uh, what legacy do you want to be remembered for? Oh, my beard. So I've got a cracking beard. <laughs> I like it. I've been right. staring at it all right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Marky Mark's not bad. Mate, it's not a bad beard, but he has, listen, it's the grey. You've got to have the grey in the beard these days. <laughs> what is, um, You'll get grey soon. He fucking cuts it three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Self-care, brother. Self-care. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like sitting there getting a good haircut. Oh, I know. Actually, I said that. It's one of our stores, like where I work, like bad energy. You know, it's just got fucking shit energy. Like I don't like going up there. It just drains me like it just um, yeah it's just shit where'd he go it's up at beresfield this other store that, that where i like where i work we have three branches yeah, yeah, yeah. so the other one's up at beresfield and it's just like bad energy bad it's just like, as soon as you walk in there your vibes change mm. but they all just like haven't had haircuts they've got these <laughs> beards that like just tidy them the fuck up you mm. know like ned kelly beards like just out of control <laughs> and they said that to me boss i said you know what the problem is i said I said, do you feel good after a haircut? He goes, I love it. And I'm like, that's the problem. These guys haven't had a haircut in like 18 months, you know what I mean? So their energy, everything's down. Like, yeah, I love a trim. I nearly fall asleep. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I'll sit there nearly on the nod. Touch <laughs> that me. relaxing. Touch me, Tyro. Yeah. I love my barber, man. He just goes, take your time, take it. It's just like a, he wants you to be there. It's like self-care, like you said. He wants mm. you to be treated. He rubs your face, puts the hot towel on it it just takes his time mm. like it's like a walk out there like yeah man yeah, i'm good I sweat <laughs> or sparkle <laughs> that's it, eh? that's i love it, it. <laughs> i love it love it all right last but not least brother what's next for you what's next for me um yeah just a, a good year of um trying to um help help others and um and um learn i want to learn more yeah oh, and probably dinner <laughs> dinner yeah sounds good man loves food. <laughs> hey, love food. don't we all but fuck yeah i do anyway i love um, it um well last question I, I wanted to touch on was like obviously if there's people out there that are or that know someone or anything that are struggling like what you know what advice can you give them or what you know to mm. reach out or yeah so that's a good point everyone says reach out if you're helping and, and when you're um deep in suicidal ideations you just fucking can't do it mm. so um learn some skills um even if if the the short uh, models there's qpr there's a lot of safe talk and um smaller models um invest 
listen, um, a two-day workshop, a gold standard might cost $400. What if you fa- save your mate's life for $400? Yeah? Would you spend 400 bucks to save your mate's life? Of course you would. So invest in the skills to understand, because suicide affects everybody, at any, can affect anybody at any time. Um, learn some skills to... How did, like... To do, see the how signs. do they do that course? Like, is there a website or something? There's a, there's a, um, I'll, I'll, we can put up a link so, um, yeah. of some websites. So, yeah. um, assist workshop, you can be done from Living Works or I do it out of my business. Um, um, learn some skills, even if they're small skills, um, and reach in. If mm. you see someone, you notice someone's a little bit different, they're not as talkative, they're not coming to work or they're not coming to training or whatever it is, reach in, ask. And, but to learn the skills to ask a direct question about suicide. Um, and if you, you'd be surprised if you actually ask somebody um, if they're having thoughts of suicide, um, they'll, if they are, they'll say yes because you've noticed them. Holy fuck, someone's actually seeing me. Um, and, and that can save a life. Mm. Appreciate it. So what we'll do is we'll plug that on our social medias. Um, with the links. I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Not a problem. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, other than Belmont uh, Street. On the beach with you. Yeah. Um, Blue Door. Drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah. Doing yoga on, um, on the beach. How can they reach out to you? Like, ha- do you have a website? Yeah. Or? yeah so I'll, I'll, we'll put up some links. Um, I'm, I'm working with Fine Hope. I'm developing just in development with, um, uh, with some people, um, Healing Works Australia. Um, but we'll put up some links and, yeah, and, and contact me in some numbers and we can get out there. And, and even if it's just having a yarn of what helping and, you know, just go out and have a yarn. And um, if it's not me, you can help you. I'll connect you to someone that can and, and you know, just get support. Sweet. Sure. Have a yarn. We'll plug it. Thanks, Eves, for your time, brother. Bye, brother. It's been fucking awesome. Awesome yarn. Good to get to know you on a little bit of an intimate level as well. And, so, um, yeah, thanks for your vulnerability and, and taking your Jeez, time out to have a chat. Thanks, guys. I just want to hop on this mat and do a little bit of uh, meditation. <laughs> get the shirt off. Get it so. off. Appreciate your time, man. <laughs> boys. Thank you. Peace out. Boys. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, share. Share. Appreciate it, guys. Uru. Bye-bye.